Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening and let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome back to Let's Talk CPF. I'm Yuzhen from CPF Board. When starting your career and getting your first paychecks, financial planning and getting a basic protection coverage can be a daunting task. In this episode, we have Glenn Yong, Head of Agency Business Development at Great Eastern, to share some tips. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Eaton. Hi, awesome to have you here. Thank you very much for having me here, actually. So when I thought back to my personal financial planning journey, it had been a lot of trial and error. What would be your advice for maybe first jobbers to prioritize when they start their financial planning journey? Financial planning, there's really no one-size-fits-all. A good start will actually be something really bite-sized. Knowing how much you get paid is a good start. Knowing where that money goes into is another very good start. So something as simple as how much money you spend on the weekends, you know, going for a movie, having a nice meal with your loved ones, taking notes of these and, you know, whether it's putting it into your phone or using a simple template that you can get from Excel, that would actually be a very good start. What else are you going to do with the extra bits of money? Would be something that you can do a bit of research on or you can seek some help from a financial planner. Mm, at least know where their money are coming in and where they are going out to, the inflow and outflow. That's right, that's right. Uh, to be conscious of that. You know, when I first started out in school, I didn't really take note of how much money I was making and where it was going to. So that would be a very good start for most of us. So is there something that they should save towards? Yeah, I think it's good that we're in Singapore and the government has kind of helped us here through CPF. Not everybody would know that a portion of their income actually goes into their CPF. And that gets us off to a saving culture, you know, your ordering account, your, your special account and your Medisafe account. I've been told actually that many fresh grads have this little goal, you know, they, they look at an, like an emergency fund. It's normally six months of their income. If they can save towards that as a starting point, that would be a very good goal. On top of that, they should look at the basic stuff, basic protection or cover, things like hospitalization, accident, some cheaper term plans. And in fact, some of these are actually covered by their CPF MediSafe account, which they can use for. Mm-mm. So you mentioned a little bit about CPF and you mentioned a little bit about protection, hospitalization bills. So all these are little buckets that first jobbers can think about. For first jobbers, actually, CPF is quite a significant portion of their salary. How can they account for this contribution in their planning, say, as they save towards maybe different milestones in life? The interesting thing about uh, that question, actually, is I, in my conversation with some of the first jobbers, many of them actually don't realise how much money they have in their CPF account. They start working and, you know, they're very focused on this new job and going out for lunches with their new colleague and, you know, all the things that involve in a new job. And then they realize one day that, hey, you know, a certain portion of my contributions are actually going to CPF, 20% for employees and 17% actually that comes from their employers. And this then, from this 37%, 23% actually goes into their ordering account, which they can use to purchase their first home. You know, this is a very important part in their lives because most of us want to buy our first home and this is where CPF comes in to help. On the side, on their personal front, they should also look at putting aside a sum of money for their goals. Let's say buying a home. Uh, this is where they should consult a professional, a financial planner or financial consultant to decide how much amount they should put into these goals. 
as reference, 20% is what already goes to the CPF. If you can put aside another 20% of their income into their own saving plan, uh, I think it will be a great start. Most first jobbers would look at having some form of basic hospitalization program. You know, in the unlikely event that you're hospitalized, this is where it comes in and pays the bill. So you can take a MediShield with uh, CPF or you can go through one of the private operators, insurance companies. And for a bit more, uh, what they call a rider, you can actually have your coinsurance and you know, deductibles. I know these are very big words, but you can have your bills taken care of via your MediSafe account as well as talking to a professional. Mm-mm. So say, for example, someone who is starting work, they have a salary, some part of it will go into their CPF, which will cover uh, some basic milestone for housing and healthcare. And then you mentioned about maybe they can uh, meet up with some uh, advisors on, yep. on something that's extra a bit more, right? Yes. So with this in mind, right, how much should they set aside? Because there's quite a bit of bucket, right? There is uh, savings, there is insurance, and maybe for some of them even uh, investment. Is there any golden ratio that you recommend? Um, definitely no. It really depends on the individual. Mm. Of course, how much you make and how much you spend uh, is, is a serious factor. But you should actually look at some form of planning. With CPF, actually, you can make use of your Medicare account to buy the hospitalization plans I mentioned earlier. Most recently, the government came up with a disability uh, income plan through Cash Shield. On top of that, there's also DPS, which is your Dependent Protection Scheme, which you can use your MediSafe account for. So there are a number of things actually that CPF actually can come in and help an individual, a, a fresh jobber with. By the side, if you're looking at your own uh, cash flow and you're looking at putting aside a sum of money and coming back to your question, Yishun, about you know how much it should be, there's no magic number. Uh, if I would take reference from CPF, for example, it's 20% right, of your contribution. If you can put aside another 20%, you know, if you're just starting off, I think that that's a great start, actually. What that should go into will really depend on the individual. And that's where I have to reinforce again, like a broken record, talk to a professional. Yeah, yeah talk to a professional to see what fits, you know, your needs, your wants, your preferences, actually. Mm, at least plan ahead. That's right. That's right. At least be aware. Be aware of what's available out there and subsequently plan ahead. Mm-mm-mm. So actually, when if I were to look at a product outside, it can be a bit overwhelming. Even just insurance alone is like, wow, so many different names. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that they can prioritize uh, when they make their purchase? Um, yes, they can at least. If, if I were to simplify things, I think there's two tiers. The most basic tier, what I call basic, is your what I mentioned briefly earlier, you know, hospitalization. Uh, some disability income, which, which you know, you have in Cash Shield and uh, some basic cover term covers like your Dependent Protection Scheme, DPS. These are all the basic ones. Good value for money, good bang for bucks, I might say. So if you're starting off and your income is, you know, not, not great for starters, look at the more value for money ones, you know. So you talk about hospitalization, there's obviously uh, accident plans as well, cheap oxygen plans you can get. You can look at disability income, you can look at term plans, you know, so... All these, however, do not give you any form of returns. And as you grow older, you want to see some returns. And that's where insurance can come in, you know, the the second tier. Uh, The more advanced tier, you have things like life plans, endowment plans, which are what some people might say are more traditional. This is where the insurance companies will actually help you invest your money. And if nothing happens, which most likely won't, you will get some money back at the end of the day, you know, either for your retirement or for your career goals. There are also plans called investment limb products. They're quite popular nowadays where the companies, insurance companies working with fund managers actually invest your money in the markets. 
And on top of them, there are another range of products, which are the retirement products or the high net worth products, which are becoming more popular nowadays too. Are those like uh, saving plans, saving income, investment plans? You can call it that. You can call it that. There are many terms for it, but you can call it that, Ethan. But if they want to find out more, they should find an advisor. A professional, yes. Somebody who's more familiar with all these, right? In fact, they can even talk to their friends to begin with to find out if they have any referrals for a professional. And this is where I will once again re-emphasize, please shop around. Don't just meet one, meet a couple to see what they have for you, whether they're really concerned about you because this person is going to stay with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, one thing that at the top of the mind of a lot of young people is they're young, they're healthy. Uh, they really don't need this. So is there any reason for them to start young? Yes, yes, there, there is. And, you know, a lot of my friends are actually saying that, you know, they wish they had started something earlier. And now that they have two, three kids, they're saying they're going to start something with their kids because it's it's more affordable when you start something younger. So if you can afford it, start it younger. It's just cheaper at a younger age. Well, is there a reason? Like, so uh, when I get older, I will be charged a bit more. <laughs> it's definitely two-pronged. One, one, you're right. We actually look at mortality and morbidity charges. So when you're younger, you actually face less risk. So you're right, the younger ones who think that they are healthier, they are healthier, and the chances of something happening bad to them are lower, generally, but it still happens. And and with social media, they're realizing that it does happen. The other part to it actually is risk, uh, health risk. So as you get older and you're diagnosed of, you know, high blood pressure, hypertension, it gets more and more difficult to actually take cover. Mm. And there are certain individuals because of things that come with age are non-insurable. Or even if you're insurable, there are loadings or exclusions. Mm-mm. Meaning, let's say if I've gotten high blood pressure, I would not be able to cover that in my insurance after yes, I've gotten something it, right? like that. Yeah. That's simplified, but yes, something like that. Right. So um, thank you so much, Glenn. Actually, today you shared with us quite a bit about how to get started with financial planning and kind of get us thinking about where CPF contribution comes into this whole portfolio and a little bit understanding about the different insurance product. So is there any final advice you have for our listeners? I would say uh, get started. Finding out what is out there is really quite simple nowadays, you know, with social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. It's really so easy to find out what's available. And I would say go go find out, start small, uh, go find out what's there available for you, even if you're going to Google financial planning or how do I should I start saving or what should I look at from a financial perspective when I start working and then move on from there. But one should really spend a bit of time to think whether it's this coming weekend, just to think about what's available out there, what should I do my finances, uh, who should I talk to, start somewhere and, and start now. At least be yes. aware right. when they're young. Right. right. So thank you so much, Glenn. And with that, we have come to the end of today's episode of Let's Talk CPF. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF. <laughs>